Welcome to Vitality Mindset Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osment, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. Today, we are going to explore a ridiculously simple brain nutrient. Now, this is information that you're going to want because you want to keep a healthy brain. So many times people think about brain health as simply memory, but it's much more than that. I really think there are four major areas to brain health, and memory, of course, is the first one, but there's also mood. Uh, Your brain is a major controller of your mood, along with your gut and other areas, but your brain also... Uh, controls movement to a great degree. So we have memory, we have mood, we have movement, and we have moxie. So what in the world is moxie? Moxie is the ability to face difficulty with spirit and courage. Moxie is that adventurous attitude. I really love moxie and want to nurture moxie in my life. It's an attitude of determination, of perseverance. It's it's being vivacious uh, and really using your gifts in life. So, so think about brain health, you know, not just as memory, but also as mood, movement, as well as moxie. So what is this ridiculously simple brain nutrient? We're going to talk about water. So before you hit pause, please give me a chance to explain. It just sounds so too simple to even matter. But these these bodies are our relationship vehicles. And so relationships are all that matter. So anything you can do to nurture your brain to have, you know, nurture your body to have better relationships, it's really worth listening to. So I want to share a quote from one of my uh, favorite dead guys, Sir Isaac Newton. Now, he, you always, when you think of Sir Isaac Newton, you sort of picture this guy with this gorgeous, flowing, curly hair. Who knows if it was a wig or not? I mean, I like to think it was not a wig because um, it's, it's beautiful. And, and he's always holding an apple and staring up at an apple tree, looking a little bit confused. You know, he's known as... Uh, discovering the law of gravity. And you know, Apple's played so much in lots of discoveries throughout our world. And, um, and, and, and then I guess he was thinking, hmm, if I drop this apple, then which way will it fall? And if I drop that other apple, which way will it fall? And, you know, who knows how gravity was actually discovered. Uh, it may have been the caveman who dropped the big rock on his toe or something. But but I, Sir Isaac Newton actually put a name to it. So he's... Um, so he gets the credit for it. But he did a lot of other things. He was a super smart guy. It wasn't all uh, simple things. He was, you know, born in the mid-1600s. He, it was amazing that he survived, but he built the first reflecting telescope, developed sophisticated color theory, um, you know, had a prism that, you know, separated white light into all these colors of the rainbow. He was a complicated guy. He was a super smart guy. And, uh, but one of his best quotes is that is nature is pleased with simplicity and nature is no dummy. So thank you, Sir Isaac Newton for that super simple quote. I love that. And it's those really smart people who can help us simplify, 
uh, what we need to do in our life to nurture these relationship vehicles. Now, water is a ridiculously simple brain nutrient, but it's easily dismissed. In fact, in the last podcast, when I said at the end, we're going to talk about delicious power foods for the brain. I started, you know, looking into that and thinking about what I wanted to talk about. And I just kept coming back to water. So many times we think of brain nutrients as a pill. And so often in our world, we reach for a pill. So on Vitality Mindset Made Simple, I want to integrate uh, lifestyle strategies also with with good medicine with with pills i mean those i don't want to discount um pharmaceuticals or supplements but that's not the first place to start and so often when people are even mildly dehydrated rather than thinking oh my goodness do i need a big glass of water they they necessarily reach for some kind of aspirin or um you know non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, some kind of, you know, pill that they think can solve it. But what I've found in my clinical practice and along with my wellness coaching patients is that many people are chronically unintentionally dehydrated. Now, when was the last time you had a friend text you or call you and say, hey, I've been missing you. Let's meet at three o'clock next Tuesday for a big glass of water. No, it doesn't happen. You know, people we like to we like to meet, we like to socialize. Uh, these relationship vehicles need to be nurtured, and it's usually over a cup of coffee. It's over a cup of tea. Uh, it's it's usually not not a big glass of water. But nevertheless, our brains have a need for water. So so we have to pay attention to that. Now, so often dehydration is is studied in old people and in babies. Those are the vulnerable populations when it comes to dehydration. In our own life, my husband Mike's grandmother um, basically died of dehydration. It was a slow death. She got very dehydrated, very sick, but it did some permanent brain damage. And she lived for several years, but she was never the same after that. She'd been outside working in the yard and um, came in and collapsed. You also hear about dehydration with babies that get uh, diarrhea or or start vomiting and just lose their their body's uh, water storage. But but it's starting to be studied in other ages. Uh, when, it, when it was looked at originally in other ages, the, the researchers would conclude, well, this 23-year-old was mildly dehydrated, but it didn't change the results of this test that we gave them. But now we have brain scans. So in looking at brain scans, researchers find that indeed, even mild dehydration changes the anatomy of the brain. You know, our brains are about 77% water. I mean, that is huge, 77% water. And it doesn't take much to make a little bit of a change. So in, in the... Uh, the symptoms of mild dehydration can very, be very subtle and very, very sneaky. Uh, and they affect all four areas of brain vitality. They affect memory. They affect mood. They affect mobility. And they absolutely affect moxie. So let's just talk about a few of those things. And I want the foundation of this information to be uh, 
be ba- to be relationships. I want you to be thinking about how these uh, si- these symptoms of mild dehydration actually affect your relationships. So, so one of the main ways that people uh, feel if they're mildly dehydrated is is fatigue. It's just that um, insidious fatigue that they can't really figure out why. And often, if if they go drink water, they feel better. Fatigue. Fatigue can inhibit relationships. You don't feel like having fun. Things are not as fun if you're tired. Uh, mild dehydration can manifest itself as headaches. Uh, not only, you know, like a like a headache on your forehead, but also that sinus kind of headache. Sinus pain is often related to dehydration. Um, you can feel bloated when you're dehydrated. You can feel constipated when you're dehydrated. Your skin can feel more stiff and dry. Uh, you can have muscle aches and a slower reaction time, even when you are mildly dehydrated. Now, all these things affect your relationships. Most of the patients I see from physician referrals now uh, have some kind of gut problems. They either have constipation, diarrhea, or both. And Often it is related in part to dehydration. So if you don't feel good, the place to start is to be thinking about how much water you're drinking. So start start low, go slow, as always. And um, assuming you're, there's no reason that your doctor has said you can't drink water, start with just keeping track and aiming toward about half of your body weight in ounces. Now, that's not a hard and fast number. The best way to really know where you need to be is based on how you feel. Your urine should be a light yellow. It should not have any kind of funky odor. Uh, You should be taking a bathroom break every three to four hours. I mean, you're going to know how you feel and listen to your body. Low-level dehydration, this chronic, unintentional dehydration is really common in our world today. And all of these delicious drinks are beckoning us. They're tasty, they're satisfying, and they're what we want to drink when we get together with our friends. That's all good, but just make sure that you're getting plenty of water. Whenever I talk about water, I always get the question, can you drink, is it possible to drink too much water? So of course it's possible. It's it's probably possible to have too much fun. It's probably possible to have, you know, too much of anything. Again, it's like, you know, it's like your high school boyfriend. Too much of a good thing's not a good thing. And and water, it's hard to get to that point though with water. This has this is was studied way back in nineteen twenty three. There was this um scientist who's not one of my favorite dead guys because I think he had to be pretty strange. He did some some really horrible experiments on animals and he was trying to see if they could be overhydrated. There's a research paper called Of Mice and Men, the Physiology, uh, Psychology and Pathology of Overhydration. If you want more want more on this topic topic, uh, basically um, this paper talks about some really disgusting experiments that were done on animals to explore the detrimental effects of of water. They would they would force water into these animals through stomach tubes, through catheters, um, 
you know, rectally, intravenously. And, and then they listed, concluded all the bad things that could happen. Well, so, so of course, too, you know, you could, you can get sick from too much water, but that's just not going to happen often in, in people. Uh, we, our bodies are designed with a mechanism to kind of tell us, look, you've had enough. And sometimes that mechanism can get off kilter, but it's really, uh, r- really rare. So, so question yourself when you don't feel good, when you have fatigue, when you have a low-grade headache, when you feel grouchy and irritable, it could be that you are just a little bit dehydrated and your brain is calling for more water. So uh, don't ignore uh, those triggers. In conclusion, what do you need to know? Know that your brain needs water. It's an essential brain nutrient. These essential brain nutrients uh, are the foundation of of feeling good. And you might need medication. You might need supplements. You might need other things. But if you're giving your body the basics, all of those things are going to work better also. Uh, It's ridiculously simple, but it's often overlooked. So, so pay attention to how you feel. Uh, water is going to give you more cognitive reserve. And this has also been well studied. People who consistently drink water have more cognitive reserve. In other words, they're more resilient. When, when times get rough or they go through stressful times, they always exhibit more resilience. So you can do your own study. You can uh, kind of keep uh, loosely keep track, not stressfully, of the water you're drinking. See how you feel and take it from there. You're the boss of you and you know uh, best how you feel and only you can do what you need to do. So when you make a list of all the bad things that can happen to you, the very last thing on the list, the thing that you want the least is to lose your brain function. You don't want to lose your memory. You don't want to be in a bad mood. And you certainly don't want to be around people who want to be in a bad mood. So water's going to help you have more cognitive reserve to know that. You want the best mobility you can have. And you want to retain your moxie. You want to use your gifts. You want to enjoy the life you've been given. You know, vitality is the capacity to live, grow, and develop. And that is hugely, if not mostly, tied to brain function in terms of these physical bodies. Being well hydrated is not normal. We don't want to be normal. Remember, normal is constipated, irritated, dehydrated, frustrated, overscheduled, you know, overstimulated, you know, underrested, uh, probably under socialized with with real people. It's in debt. Normal is gossip. Normal is fear. We don't want to be normal. We want to live with vitality. Normal is the average. We don't want to be average. Thank you for joining me. Please share and subscribe. Next week, I'm going to be talking about um, the life-giving benefits of gratitude. Now, this is information you're going to want. It's free, but you have to nurture gratitude. You know, when in my Mayo Clinic training, one of the things we talked about uh, consistently was what 
fires together, wires together. In other words, what you're doing on a consistent basis is probably what you're going to keep doing. So I'm going to give you strategies to help you live a life uh, where it's easier to count your blessings. You're going to feel better physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thanks for joining me. Blessings until next time.